welcome to the Travel Coach Network podcast, your weekly dose of travel coach info, inspo, and news from around the globe. Tune in to each episode to hear inspiring stories of successful travel coaches who are building their lives and business around travel, all while exploring around the world. You'll also learn all about travel coaching, setting intentions for a trip, adding meaning to travel, and how you can grow your own travel coaching business. Because remember, there is more to a travel career than just blogging and bookings. Now, join me as we reshape how and why people travel. Before we get to today's episode, we have a quick, small ask for you. In a moment, could you pause this episode, go to your favorite podcast player, and leave a review for this podcast? Even if you leave five stars and no words, we so appreciate that effort. When you leave reviews for podcasts, that helps them get discovered by the right people. So that means a future aspiring travel coach could discover this podcast because of your review. We so, so appreciate you taking the time to do that. We'll give you a second to pause this episode and do that now if you can. You back? Okay, great. Let's get on with the show. And welcome back to the Travel Coach Network podcast. It is I, Sahara Sabor, the founder of the Travel Coach Network and the creator and instructor of the Travel Coach Certification Program. Today's episode of Tales from the Travel Coach Approach is centered around human connection. This is a series where I apply the different elements of the Travel Coach Approach to the different stories that I've experienced and collected all around the world to 84 countries. And when it comes to human connection, that is such a key element to why we travel in general. Over the years, I've conducted a lot of research on why we as human beings, why people travel for very personal reasons, for very healing reasons. And one of the responses that I always got was to meet new people or to immerse in culture or to experience new communities. And that all boils down to a common theme of human connection. We want to connect with people. We want to hear new stories. We want to understand different belief systems. We want to feel something different and change our perspectives. And today's topic is going to be on travel angels. And this is a term that I started saying when I was traveling around the globe when I was just a backpacker. And what I mean by a travel angel is someone who Uh, has helped me in some way, no matter how big or small of an impact they made on me, they helped me along my solo journey and uh, without even knowing it. And someone that probably don't even, I never kept in touch with, I didn't know, they didn't know they impacted me and more. So my first story of my very first travel angel was on my very first backpacking trip. I had started in Ireland And I then took a ferry and went over to Paris. And in Paris was the very first time that I was by myself. I had stayed with a family for a couple of weeks in Ireland as my very first country going on my backpacking trip. And when I got to Paris, France, I got off the ferry and I was wandering around town, just being in awe of being in Paris and being in a destination for the first time with my backpack and wandering around before I knew it was getting very late and dark out and pretty cold. And I thought it would be really easy in my naive self back in, uh, I think it was 2010, 2011, that I started backpacking. 
And I thought it'd be really easy just to find a hostel. I was on a budget and I had heard about these hostels that backpackers who backpacked Europe stayed in. So I thought I could just walk up and find one somewhere with a sign or something. And I was didn't realize how difficult it was going to be back then. So this is before technology and apps and booking systems and all this stuff where I could have easily booked an appointment, booked a room somewhere online. So I was wandering around and I came across a hotel. So I decided to go in there and granted, I don't speak French. And I asked the man at the front desk if he knew where a hostel was. And he kept saying, this is a hostel. And to me, I was like, no, this is a hotel. And I saw the prices on the desk and I said, I can't afford this. I need a hostel, not a hotel. And he said, this is a hostel. He was getting pretty frustrated with me because I guess he thought we were saying the same thing. And I knew that we weren't saying the same thing to me. And so I left the hotel and I was wandering around and I was starting to get really upset. I was 20 something years old in a new country by, by myself. It was getting quite late. And, you know, the streets of Paris aren't all, you know, the safest and greatest by yourself. And so I started to get upset. And I saw this younger girl with a group of people walking towards me. And I stopped and asked her. And she spoke English. And I asked her if she knew of any hostels around. And she said, well, I do know there was one close to my house, which is a little bit further away. And my friends and I were going to go out, I don't know, a restaurant or something they were going to. And so she talked to her friends and they all wanted to go to the restaurant. And so she said, you know what? I'll take you on the bus by my house to see if there is a hostel there. And so when we are, we went on the, the local, yeah, the local bus. And when we were on the bus, she called someone on the phone who was speaking in French. And she said, when she got off the phone, she said it was her mom. And she said, my mom said that the hostel is closed. It's not active anymore. And so I started to get really worried. And I think she could tell on my face, obviously, that I was quite upset and worried. And she said, you know what, let me ask my mom if it's okay, if, if you can stay, we have a room up in our attic. And I said, are you sure I don't want to be a burden to you? And she said, no, it'd be okay. So her mom said it's okay for some weird stranger to come sleep in their attic. And I was so grateful for that. And I said, well, don't, what about your friends? And she said, no, it's okay. I don't need to go out. I can go home. And so she went home and her brother and her brother's friends were there and they were watching movie. And I just needed the internet to my mom know I was okay. And in, in this new destination, I didn't tell her where I was staying. And they had a finished room upstairs in this little loft that they had. And they were so kind and they made me tea and asked if I wanted to watch the movie, but I was just so mentally drained and exhausted that, I, and I didn't want to feel like a burden. So I went to sleep and I said, I'm, I promise I'll be gone early in the morning tomorrow. And I was, but this was far before all of the social media. So I kind of wish that I could have figured out who this girl was um, and thank her again. I did thank her, you know, that day and the next morning, but just that the fact that she was willing to leave her friends and to help me in some way was my very first experience of having a travel angel. And then a second time that I had a travel angel was again in France. So I guess they were both in France. Later on in France, I was was taking a very flight from a very small airport in the south of France and called Bazir, Brazier not Brazier, Bazir, I think it's called. And I'm probably just butchering that name, but it was a long time ago. And I was again, naive. And I thought, Hey, I'm going to come to this small town on the bus. And I'm sure it's easy ways to get to the airport. It must be not that far away. And so I got off the bus from, I think I was in Nice 
And so I got off the bus and I went into the small town of Bazir and I looked at the bus schedule to see how I can get to the airport. And the bus driver said, this is the last bus. There's no more buses. And this was actually during the day. It was about 4 p.m., I think, 5 p.m. And my flight was at about 7.30 or 8 o'clock. So I was like, oh, geez, I don't have that much time to try to get to the airport. And he said the airport is really far away like 45 minutes. And I was started to panic. And I and this was towards the end of my trip, I believe. So I was trying to get over to England, which then I eventually had a, a flight to go all the way back home to the States after being in Europe for a month and a half or so. And I started to panic. And he said, well, you can try to get a taxi. And I said, how do you get a taxi here? And he said, there's poles or signs where there's a taxi stop at. And so I said, okay, I tried to look for them. And it was nearly impossible to get, or actually it was impossible to get a taxi. There was no taxis in this small town, even though there were taxi poles with signs. And I started to get upset again. And I approached this, a couple people and they didn't speak English. Then I approached this one lady who saw that I was visibly upset. I started to cry at the time and I was panicking because I was going to miss my flight and I didn't know how I can get to the airport. And this kind lady spoke some English and she said, you know what? I have time. She was shopping. She was shopping around. There was little shops in this town. And she said, I do have time to take you to the airport but my almost finished shopping, I just want to get an espresso. And will you go to the cafe with me? And I said, yes, of course. So we went to a cafe and she got a little espresso and I was internally like freaking out, like, let's go, let's go. She was so kind to just reading a newspaper, sipping an espresso. And we were just chit-chatting a little bit. Again, she spoke broken English, so we couldn't talk, communicate too much. And that was the first time that I was very grateful that in Europe, that the drink sizes are very small because she finished it quite quickly. And I got onto, um, or we went to her car and it was still a good drive. It was about 45 minutes away. So I was like, oh my goodness, thank gosh that I found this lady at this time. And she's so kind to offer this drive, even though we weren't even going in the direction of where she lives, she said. So we got to this very small airport. And she was very kind. She walked me in and she spoke to fr in French to the people at the airport to make sure that I was checking in properly and I did got everything I needed. And she said, I'll wait for you till you get through security. So she was very sweet. I, do, I did get her card. She was an artist. So I might have that somewhere in my stuff. I can send her, you know, see if I can connect with her somehow, even though that was, gosh, over nine, 10 years ago, I think. Yeah, definitely over 10 years ago. So that's just another example of human connection and the travel angels that I had encountered. So when it comes to you and your travels, understand that there are a lot of kind and honest people in this world who are willing to help you. All you have to do is ask sometimes. And the same thing goes for when there's travelers in your hometown or your country that you encounter, or even if it's on a trip and they're out of their comfort zone to be able to help them and to, you know, give advice or give directions or, you know, lend a helping hand in any way that you can. Because when it boils down to travel in general, it's built on people in place and people is a big part of that. And human connection is why we travel as humans. A, a big reason for why we travel as humans and we understand the humanity and empathy and we build compassion for one another, which then sparks understanding and acceptance. 
So really using travel as a tool to make our world a better place and little small things like that from these travel angels around the globe, whether they're through my stories or through your experiences, that we realize that together we can make the world a kinder place by being there for each other and helping each other and really just embracing the power that travel has on one another. So if you have a story of a travel angel, reach out, drop it in our Facebook group and the Travel Coach Network Global Community. Come follow us on Instagram at the Travel Coach Network. Visit us at thetravelcoachnetwork.com. Come give us a hello. If you're interested in being a guest on the TCM podcast and sharing your story, or if you're a travel coach, please do reach out. The link for the Facebook group and your free beginner's guide to travel coaching are in the show notes. So please be sure to check those out and download. If you know anyone who may be interested in travel coaching, be sure to send them our way to our podcast. We truly appreciate it. And until next time, my fellow wanderers, bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Travel Coach Network podcast. If you're brand new to the world of travel coaching, you must grab our free beginner's guide to travel coaching in the show notes. Then come share your takeaway from this episode in the Travel Coach Network global community. It's our free Facebook group for aspiring and thriving travel coaches. See you there.